Yes. Here we go. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to the Big Finish Podcast. I'm Nick Briggs, etc. And for those of you who missed him in the last podcast, he's back. It's Martin Montague. Wait, no. He's regenerated. Into Joe Smith. So now there's two of me. Uh, Just in case you're unfamiliar with Big Finish's body of work, we are the purveyors of fine audiobooks and audio drama featuring such ranges as Doctor Who, Blake Seven, Torchwood, Dark Shadows, Sherlock Holmes, The Confections of Dorian (laughs) Gray. Delicious. (laughs) Pathfinder Legends. Uh, We've got to carry on with this thing now. So Flakes Seven, obviously. (laughs) That's a chocolate bar. Come on. Night of the Triffids. What can you think Uh, of for that? The Truffles. Night of the Truffles. Survivors. You can't do Uh, that. We can just call them Quavers or <laughs> the Avengers, the Omega Factor, the Diary of River Song I just threw in this time, the Sigmund Freud Files, which I have to say like that, and the Prisoner, hence the music. And this is our May Day podcast, released on Monday the 2nd of May 2016, for no particular reason, except that it's Monday the 2nd of May 2016. And it's there's a no- bank holiday! Hey, bank no- holiday music, go! that bank holiday music amazing coming up the big finish news read by joe smith Way. beyond exciting listeners emails read by joe smith Way. insert description uh, and then our guest star interview with comedian broadcaster and actor frank skinner you may also know him as perkins in mummy on the orange express and a chap who turns up at the end of dark eyes too frank is a big doctor who fan and a fan of big finish He's just worked with us again in a top secret Tom Baker story. So I took the opportunity to have a little pod chat with him in which he says things like this. I regularly um, um, indulge in Big Finish. Yeah, I was um, on the train on the way in today. I was doing it and all my travelling about is largely accompanied by um, by Big Finish stuff. Yeah. Wow. Uh, And this! I like this idea of getting people who sound like the doctors to do the doctors. In fact, let's have a bigger preview than that. Hello, Frank, and welcome to the Big Finish podcast. Thank you. It's a tremendous honour. And that's not ironic. Well, explaining that, really, uh, people might be surprised to hear that. I don't know. Is it generally known that you're a Doctor Who fan? That's generally known, isn't it? Well, I, I think it is. I the trouble is now is that every guest star that gets involved with Doctor Who talks about what an enormous fan they are. So I know I, I'm slightly um, delighting it because it makes me feel. Uh, who's is it all true? Is there, is there that many obsessive Doctor Who fans in in show business? It can't actually be true, can it? I think it's just a it's a trendy thing now. Doctor Who. It used to be. We used to be pariahs, didn't we? Indeed, yes. I miss those days, the pariah days. <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? It's, uh, when, once it... I think everyone started... It's like football was the same thing. It used to be, you know, uh, working-class people with um, woodbines and meat pies, and now it's uh, the royal family and all sorts of things. Yeah, I think it's fair to say. I blame New Who. It wasn't like this in the classic days. <laughs> <laughs> and... Because of your interest in classic Doctor Who, you're also interested in Big Finish. You've been known to buy some CDs or downloads. Indeed, yes. Um, I um, I regularly um, um, 
indulge in big finish yeah i was um, on the train on the way in today i was doing it and all my traveling about is largely accompanied by um by big finish stuff yeah a delightful fellow i was very pleased to meet him on the five-ish doctors joe that's when i met oh. him and i think a trifle overexcited to be meeting him again as a bit uh, that's okay a bit awestruck yeah, you, you know you, you didn't lick him did you oh that's all right well that's, maybe once well that's uh, all right it's only play it's only being polite isn't it <laughs> Anyway, um, following the interview with Frank Skinner, we'll have a randomly selected release from the Big Finish archive to recommend for you. Joe will dash to the wall of Big Finish releases behind us, select one, and we'll play you the trailer and then hopefully wax lyrical about it, or at the very least say something vaguely interesting. Correct. So, yeah. After that, there'll be just time to mention our latest releases uh, and, and tell you what might be happening in the next podcast. Then we'll unleash the fifth instalment of our serialization of Sherlock Holmes, The Hound of the Baskervilles. I don't know whether that works. Anyway, okay. Time for the news. Ew, ciao. There's a bumper news round this week with two wonderful exclusives inside. So you're the first people to hear this until about three hours when we put it on the website. But (laughs) never mind. So first up, uh, we've just had the very exciting announcement of Unit Silenced, which has got the quarks in it. It doesn't really. It's got the silence in it. Who are the 11th Doctor's arch enemies, and they're back for revenge. Uh, decades on from their defeat in The Impossible Astronaut and Day of the Moon, uh, these iconic monsters created by Stephen Moffat will be taking on Kate Stewart and her unit team. Wow. But how can Unit fight an enemy that no one knows is there? And how will the silence fight against the humans programming to kill them on sight? All will be revealed in November 2016 when the box set is released. And it will be written by Matt Fitton on John Dorney. Ooh. Matt Fitton on John Dorney? Well, he's got to write somewhere, bless him. He's got so many scripts to <laughs> he's do. He's probably written some of those little things I on imagine him, so. Just, county that, things that, that you their, write with the silence. That's their planning meeting. He just like <laughs> just sketches all over John and then that's what they... That's That'd be brilliant if the script turns up and it's just those little numbers with lines just like, through. We, we can't perform this. It's like, well, we forgot to write one. It's like, ah, oh, I see what you've done there. Seriously though, you're both fired. Anyway, but we've also got an exclusive to go along with the story. Oh my goodness. And we can reveal, apart from um, Gemma Redgrave, the first cast member. And they'll be playing The Silence. And it is... Gary Russell. <laughs> ah, it's not. It's Nicholas Briggs. <laughs> I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. So they actually think this is my... Is this the first time you've played The Silence? It is the first time I've played The Silence. The funny thing about it, as I mentioned to you earlier, um, not that anyone was here recording <laughs> anything, so I don't know why I bothered to mention that. That was a secret that. podcast we do for our own yeah. fun. <laughs> That's right, we just listened to that all day long. Um, when The Silence were first on, I remember someone emailing me and saying, ah, recognise that voice tonight, eh, eh? And I, well, it's not me. <laughs> they thought it was me. Excellent. Um, and before that, also with units, uh, in June 2016, uh, there'll be unit shutdown. Uh, with the new villains the Tengabushi and Felicity Lime, played by Alice Krieg. Fingers crossed in the pronunciation, I think that's yeah, no, no, right. you that got that right. good. I haven't watched Krieg, Star Trek, yeah, so uh, I yeah, don't know, yeah. 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 
Uh, and there's also a, a fourth box set which will be out in 2017 which we're not talking about yet top it's, secret it's, dear it's, boy. it's really yes. really blooming good that keep one. it dark uh, and all th- all of these sets can be pre-ordered for £20 each or together in a special bundle lovely I liked your special bundle yes, gesticulation my gesture. Special it has to be bundle. done because it's a special, special bundle special. it's very special it was very lovely. special continuing yes. next up we have uh, another new announcement about the Confessions of Dorian Gray do you mean the Confections of Dorian Gray I mean the chocolate assortment box of Dorian Gray <laughs> the fifth one to be precise this is from oh, yeah. the next story from the eagerly awaited fifth and final series and the penultimate story will be called The Valley of Nightmares by David Llewellyn and this of course will again star Alexander Vlahos and he'll be reunited with Dorothy Parker mm-hmm. uh, played by Sarah Douglas who first appeared in Murder on 81st Street way back in probably the second series I think it is the second series yeah, yeah. which is very very good and can be downloaded from the Big Finish website for a very small price today good, good. which is good I'd suggest you all check it out um, it takes place in 1940s Hollywood and also stars Mac McDonald Stephanie Eleni Oh, Eleni. She's from Dark Shadows. She's very good. Uh, John Schwab and Ben Flaw. And ben what? Ben Flaw. Well, it's F L O R H. So go on. F L O R H. No, no idea. Sorry, no HR. idea. Never no, mind. No. Well, good, good on you, Ben. Uh, you He's can brilliant, hear- apparently. He is. Well, yeah. they're all brilliant. I mean, this cast was brilliant. I mean, of yeah. course, um, Sarah was in things like Superman 2. I know. So, I mean, just I wonderful, know. really wonderful. Well, she's been in our stuff before. I've met her. She's a lovely lady. And I think we follow each other on Twitter. Oh, how exciting. You don't follow me on Twitter, so no, no. that's because I don't tweet. Well, uh, <laughs> then it, I might as well follow you. You, you might as well. Yeah. You wouldn't know. <laughs> and in fact, there is actually a trailer we can play. There's a trailer we can play. There is a trailer we can play, which was apparently put up over Christmas. All, all commissioned everything. We've completely forgotten about it. But it's been live on the website, but we've never drawn anybody's attention to it. Here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, The Confessions of Dorian Gray, the final series. The artist is the creator of beautiful things. To reveal art and conceal the artist is art's aim. The critic is he who can translate into another manner or a new material his impression of beautiful things. The highest as the lowest form of criticism is a mode of autobiography. Those who find ugly meanings in beautiful things are corrupt without being charming. This is a fault. Those who find beautiful meanings in beautiful things are the cultivated. For these, there is hope. They are the elect to whom beautiful things mean only beauty. There is no such thing as a moral or an immoral book. Books are well written or badly written. That is all. The 19th century dislike of realism is the rage of Caliban seeing his own face in a glass. The 19th century dislike of romanticism is the rage of Caliban not seeing his own face in a glass. The moral life of man forms part of the subject matter of the artist, but the morality of art consists in the perfect use of an imperfect medium. No artist desires to prove anything. Even things that are true can be proved. 
No artist has ethical sympathies. An ethical sympathy in an artist is an unpardonable mannerism of style. No artist is ever morbid. The artist can express everything. Thought and language are to the artist instruments of an art. Vice and virtue are to the artist materials for an art. From the point of view of form, the type of all the arts is the art of the musician. From the point of view of feeling, the actor's craft is the type. All art is at once surface and symbol. Those who go beneath the surface do so at their peril. Those who read the symbol do so at their peril. It is the spectator and not life that art really mirrors. Diversity of opinion about a work of art shows that the work is new, complex and vital. When critics disagree, the artist is in accord with himself. We can forgive a man for making a useful thing as long as he does not admire it. The only excuse for making a useless thing is that one admires it intensely. <laughs> All art is quite useless. Ah, yeah, 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 that was a trailer. That was really good, wasn't it? Anyway, more exciting news, also now from the world of Doctor Who, the next Mean Range trilogy can be revealed. Ooh. Ah. And this one, this is this one's starting off in July, going through to August and then presumably September. And it's starring Sylvester McCoy as the seventh Doctor, Sophie Aldred, or Aldred as Ace, <laughs> and Bonnie Langford as Mel. And this they'll be reuniting for the first time since 1987's Dragonfire. That's right. And it takes place. It's, it's, this will be the most, I think, one of the most recent Seventh Doctor and Ace stories. So it's after all her adventures with Hex and everything. And the first story will be called A Life of Crime by Matt Fitton, written on John Dorney's back. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll see the Doctor and Ace reunited with Mel on the planet, uh, the Paradise Planet, Ricosta. It's a Costa del Crime in space. Oh. Uh, but time has passed for Mel. Will her friends be able to recognise her? Uh, the story also introduces uh, Jeannie Holder as Gloria, who has a very familiar hat on. I'll say <laughs> on no the cover. Yeah, yeah. She does. Uh, so you've got to pay attention to that cover. And it also features the Rakostans, who are space raccoons. Of course they are. Of course. Non-copyright infringing space raccoons. <laughs> uh, next we have Fiesta of the Damned by Guy Adams. Guy which Adams. This is his very first ever play for the Doctor Who main range, which is very, very exciting. Uh, it's a horror adventure story where the TARDIS lands in 1938, slap bang in the middle of the Spanish Civil War. As well as the warring sides, this story features alien machinery and legendary chimeras. Oh, I say, I've, I've just seen the cover today. Yeah, isn't it lovely? Yeah, I love it. it. I really it, it, love I, it. I, I'm really hoping by the time you've seen this, we can have it all approved to show. Yeah, that'd be good. Tom sent it to me just last night, I think, and I was just like... Tom Webster. Uh, Tom Webster, yes, yeah. who's the designer, and it's smashing. And I like the life of crime as well. With yeah, the jungle, yeah, and yeah. He's, that's, he's yes, excelling yeah. himself. Just really wonderful. And finally, we're going to have Matthew J. Elliott's Doctor Who maker of demons. Uh, which visits the tempestuous planet Prosper, where the Doctor and Mel are forced to face up to the consequences of, of one of their former adventures. Oh. That's terrible when that happens, isn't it? It is, isn't it? You, that's why you should just carry on running and never make friends with anybody. Just <laughs> leave them all behind. Never look back. 
I'm just uh, covering while you have a sip of water. Jolly good. You've done well there. Yeah. Well just done. made silly noises, basically. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's Carry what on. we employ you for. Thank you. Well that, well, that was the next trilogy, but also, and exclusively to this podcast, for the next three or four hours or so, yes. we can also reveal the next story. Uh, this is another one of our occasional um, short story releases. Where well, it's, it's anthology, isn't anthology, it? It's, it's that's four the word. separate adventures for the Doctor yes, in the is. four episodes. It yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, it's called uh, The Memory Bank and Other Stories, and it has Peter Davison as the fifth Doctor and Mark Strickson as Turlo. <gasps> Turlo. Which is great because we've only done, I think, three stories set in this little period where it's just those two together, and this is four more to add to it. It's very exciting. Yeah, do you know the writers? I do. I have them all written oh, down, and I'll tell you even what the stories are about. So yes. the first story is called The Memory like Bank. I don't know. Well, yes. you know, we have to we have to fake it, don't we? <laughs> yes. They, they don't know at home, do they? Like they don't know we're naked right now, but we don't need to tell them. Oh. Anyway. Can I just say that's not true? <laughs> anyway, the first story is called The Memory Bank by Chris Chapman. And the Doctor and Turlo will arrive on a planet where to be forgotten is to cease to exist. Yeah. But the forgotten... Yes. Le- just, just think about that, Joe. No, I refuse. <laughs> I will be remembered forever thanks to my terrible podcast. Anyway, uh, but the forgotten leaves a gap in the world and that's where the monsters are hiding. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Next- Chris Chapman used to, well, and, no, you used to produce and direct some of the DVD extras on oh, um, fantastic. the Doctor Who DVDs, mm. the classic ones. Mm. And I, uh, I met him because uh, I... You know, many people who know me know that I love Death to the Daleks. I can't say it. Death, Death to, to the, the Daleks. Daleks. Yeah. And I had that problem, actually, in the interview. I couldn't say Death to the Daleks. And I ins- I'd said, I insist on being in the DVD extras for Death to the Daleks. And they said, well, you better speak to Chris Chapman then. <laughs> and before I could, I got an email from him saying, apparently you have to be in my video. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's where we right. met. Yeah, I can't imagine you complaining too much because you've got a story out of it. So, yeah. you know. Well, as it turned out... In the end yes he contacted me after and said look I'm, I'm a writer Aww, and you know it. it's taken a while but yeah, um, we got there eventually didn't happened. we yeah good good new writer yeah oh, fantastic well the next one is by actually a classic big finish writer this is the last fairy tale by paul mars ah oh, good old paul everyone likes paul with his excellent peter Lou massacre which is also out now which has gone down quite the tree peter Lou massacre yeah a, a pure historical absolutely yes what? well this isn't this is about fairy tales and that? that's peter davison up north is it fighting the good fight? No, this is but Peter Lou massacre. Just for anyone who oh, doesn't I was going to say, yeah, not yeah. what Peter D- Davison is doing just now, just fighting people up north. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Here is the news: Peter Davison is fighting people up north. He's just left New- Newcastle with a black eye, <laughs> which Janet Fielding was waiting for him. It's all kicked <laughs> off. Anyway, this story is set deep in the heart of old Europe. Uh, and the village of Vadhok awaits the coming of a mysterious teller of magical tales. Of course it does. But not all stories end happily, the TARDIS travellers discover. That's a bit of a turn up. It is. It's, it's, you wouldn't expect the unexpected to happen in Doctor Who. But no. next we have uh, Repeat Offender by Eddie Robson. Good old Eddie Robson. We haven't Robson. seen uh, or heard of Eddie Robson for a while, have we? No, but we have a few more coming up, don't yeah, we, now? He so is going to be flipping wonderful. He's one of my favourite writers. We should have him more. In fact, perhaps we should choose one of his randomly selected titles later on. That might be oh, good. Oh, yeah, we there you that. go. But we then it won't be random, so we'll have to wait and see. Oh, we'll see. Anyway, this story is I'm about... on the edge of my seat. <laughs> oh! Right. just fell off. Anyway, uh, Repeat Offender is about the Doctor when he's tracked the deadly... Britannian Shroud to 22nd century Reykjavik, where he's about to become the victim of a serial criminal again. Wow. 
Because you read that quite well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I did. Uh, it's because I had to get my mouth around Reykjavik, but then it's not. You don't pronounce it as it's spelled. It's so quite a small place if you can get your mouth around it. Uh, <laughs> no. Anyway, oh, shut up, Briggs. Yeah, Carry on. I've had a hard dodgy. day rehearsing <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde. I don't oh, know what I'm talking plug. about. Should we let's plug the plays in between the things? Okay. But we should plug anyway because it's going to be really good. Yeah. Anyway, finally, the final story in the collection is called "The Becoming" by Ian Potter, where a young woman climbs a perilous mountain in search of her destiny. The Doctor and Turlo save her from the monsters on her trail. But what awaits them in the cavern of becoming is stranger even than the ravening hungerists outside. Don't laugh. It's <laughs> meant laughing. to be scary. It is scary. I just like, I, I didn't expect the, the sentence to be as long as it was. That was like three lines long. It's very good sight reading. Um, yes, Ian Potter, who has written for us, but he he also he started off doing post production for us years oh, did ago. He? Yeah, he I did a bit know. on um, uh, the Judge Dredd series. Oh, yeah, so there you go. Yes, a multi-talented fellow, wonderful, Ian Potter. Wonderful. Excellent. And so that's the that's the next four stories coming up in the main range, and there'll be even more sixth Doctor adventures to come to close out the year, of which more details will be revealed as soon as we've recorded them. Yes, jolly good. Uh, and finally, we have a brand new trailer for Torchwood Broken, starring John Barryman and Gareth David Lloyd. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and. Yanto? Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Torchwood. Broken. Come on! Ah! Ah! Yanto! Yanto, stop! Stop now! Yes, love. What can I get you? Weevil disabled, sir. What was that about? Hold on! It's Gwen! Another missing person! You say they take no interest in you. You've got no friends, blah, blah, blah. But come on. Your girlfriend died, and you're telling me not one of them has tried to even talk to you? Oh, they've all tried at different times. You told her about Torchwood? She's a barmaid. She's just someone I talked to. I haven't said anything. Don't leave me. I love you. I love you. Please come back. Careful. You don't want to lose your little angelic image. Lisa, I love you. I love you. She was dead the moment they got her. You're a regular now, Yanto. Jack, um, what are you doing here? Investigating missing people, suspected alien involvement, possible rift activity. What are you doing here? Uh, it's my local. Fancy a pint? Big finish. We love stories. And that was the it thing. That trailer. Very exciting. That was yeah. exclusively premiered at Miracle Day 3. Oh, was the it? The Tortured of Convention, which, of course, I'll have been to after this podcast comes out, but not now. So I can only assume that it was a fantastic when success. When you go, when is it? Is it this it's week? On Saturday. Oh, so right. they, yeah, they you missed will. it. Yeah, we yeah. should have plugged it, but it was, it was good fun. Yeah. He's Ooh. just having another swig of lager. Sorry, this is a yeah, delicious blood, yes. And actually, <laughs> and before we... I was, I, was, I was listening to Dracula, and now I'm obsessed. It is wonderful. So, okay. oh, that's good, Dracula. Anyway. Is there, is there more news? There is, well, the last thing we can do is we can recap the latest releases that have okay. come out that have been out previously this week. We've had Terrorhawks Volume 2. Oh, you can't that you, can't, you really cannot, especially for the last... If you have to buy it for just one, just have it for the last episode. The last episode is one of the best things we've ever What's made. What's it called? Um, it's called... I don't know, it's like a big fight or something. A <laughs> big it, fight. It, it's something like that. Hold on, shall I look it up? Well, yeah, actually, it's just going to be, it's just there yeah. on the shelf. No, but I can't read things that are no, that that's far true. away. Hold on, Terrorhawks, I'm just... Uh... Oh, 
Exciting stuff. <laughs> it's called My Enemy's Enemy. That's the one. Trust me. That is one of the most unique things Big Finish has ever done. And totally not what you're expecting a Terrorhawk story to be about. It's just fantastic. Terrorhawks, stay on this channel. This is an emergency. Into the breach once more. The brave leader of a group of soldiers, the likes of which has never been seen before. Shut up, Zero. Oh, and Dr. Einstein, too. <laughs> Aggressive as hell, Mary. Give them all you've got, Kate. Tan Tan. Please enjoy the show. As he will. You'll be the first to know if we don't. Stop firing, you blizzarding idiots. Leave now. You'll ruin my carefully laid plans. Other fantastic stories that we've had out in the last week include Pathfinder Legends Mummy's Mask, The Slave Trenches of Hakotep, oh, yeah. which has good old Ramon Tikaram playing a Sky Pharaoh, fighting elves and that, and it's really, really oh, good. We, it, we mentioned that last time. Oh, did you? Yeah, That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't listening because I wasn't in it, but, you know. It's did listen, you I did. Flipper. I'm a lying. No, it's good. <laughs> and in fact, of course, the second part of that the sort of Mummy's Mask miniseries has just been nominated for a Scribe Award, hasn't it? Uh, that's right, huh? so yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. It's award nominated. And finally, and not announced in last week's podcast that I didn't listen to, uh, <laughs> Jagon Lightfoot Series 11 has also just been released, which, of course, has them take on the Master. I demand to see Henry Gordon Jago. I am himself, sir. And what have you got to say to that, huh? Father? Oh, he's looking so weak and frail. It's just like what I saw is coming true. What you saw? Everybody away from here, as fast as you can. Inspector, quick! Miss Baysmore, what are you doing? I'm sorry, miss. I'm going to have to ask you In to... that house, is it that devilish creature? I think this is it, Professor. Heaven, something's going wrong. Oh, George, that's him. That's what he really is. Quite disgusting. I just think we both had dinner with him. The altar. Oh, Lord. It isn't an altar. It's a sarcophagus. He shall save me at the cost of his own life. <laughs> yes, Doctor. Soon we will cross swords once more, and this time I shall be the victor. Ooh. Very exciting. Um, that is a must-listen to. Also, with a fantastic ending, which you won't see coming. Is that the end of the That's news? That's the end of the news of this week. Hooray! Joe, thank you very much. No and now onwards to listeners' emails. Okay, Joe, what's the first email? So our first email today is from Mr. Stephen Page. And he says, Dear Nick. Okay. I am primarily... Good so far. Yeah, it's good. And he's called you dear, so you're in there. Thank you, dear. Um, I am primarily a Doctor Who fan, okay. and I have been enjoying Big Finish audio since yes. the beginning. Yes. However, I have also been enjoying the reconstructions of the Lost Avengers series. Oh, yes. Perhaps it has been suggested before, mm -hmm. but I have recently enjoyed the DVD box set of the remaining episodes of Ace of Wands. Ah. I wondered whether you might one day be in a position to do a similar thing with the missing first two seasons 
seasons of this excellent fantasy program. Thank you for all the enjoyment you bring. Best wishes, Stephen Page. It, Stephen, it has been... I've talked about Ace of Wands before. We can talk about it for the rest of this podcast, you want. I love it's Ace mar- of Wands. marvellous. Oh, I would just love to. I love the theme tune. That's enough for me. It really, that whole... Just go and buy the box set, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we'll carry on begging for the right spray because one day, one day, we'll put it on this board with Stingray and Adam Adamant and try and get it. <laughs> Yeah, we'd love to do it, Stephen. That's that's the bottom line. Uh, Maybe just new, new ones, you know, set, ones. set a lot later. Could, I think the thing about Ace of Wands is, and sorry to keep being on the point, is that is a fantastic series, which in many ways shouldn't have been cancelled. Granted, we got the Tomorrow People instead, but some of those episodes are the equal of Doctor Who, and it really is like a really imaginative, very well-written series. I mean, PJ Hammond wrote for it and Victoria Pemberton. I mean, if, if you're a Doctor Who fan, you should check it out anyway, because it, it's it's fun to see it, a contemporary program. I mean, you would all enjoy it. The story's all great. I mean, definitely check it out. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try and do it one day. That'd be wonderful. And and Michael McKenzie, who who played Taro, is still alive, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Very much so. Sorry, that sounds like... No, yeah, so, but you know, I know what you mean. And it, no, it would be brilliant to work with him, wouldn't it? it? Did, you know, well, in some sort of, uh, you know, we meet up with Taro years later. I don't know. There's all sorts of possibilities. We should do it. We'll, 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 we'll have a look and see what happens. Next up, we have an email from Mr. David Steele. And he says, hi, Nick. Hello again, David. I don't know. I don't look at the names before I print them out. So we might be doing the same email. Every there are week. five emails from David Steele. Hey, that's OK. He's There's one us. from Jeremy Thorpe as well. That's a political joke that you're too young to get. No, I'm you? too young to get any of your jokes. OK, carry on. They're not about iPads. So <laughs> I don't understand. Anyway, he says, hi, Nick. If I'm honest, I hummed and hoard about buying the Churchill Years set. Oh, yeah. But I have started listening today and I'm glad I did. The stories oh, goodness, are great, David. full on and exciting. There's clearly plenty of potential. Ian McNeese is brilliant both as narrator and in the dramatic scenes. And it was nice to hear from Danny Horn as Kazran again too. Okay. Uh, it might be of interest to listeners that the National Portrait Gallery in London has a display devoted to Winston Churchill at the moment. I saw it at the weekend and it's definitely worth a visit for anyone who enjoyed the Big Finish Churchill stories and is interested in learning more about the man. It's on till June. Anyway, I'm looking forward to the, the next Churchill set very much. Best Brilliant. regards, David Steele. Thank you, David. Nothing for us to say to that except thank so you. We, we agree. And of course, Series 2 is currently in the works and proves to be even more exciting, I assume. That's the triple vodka he's down this there. This guy is lovely, isn't it? <laughs> Got to have a bit of trickle vodka. Well, we're, we're quite late. Trickle vodka. Was it? It's half seven now, isn't it? It's ridiculous. No, it's it's just past five past seven. Oh, I, 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 don't know. I can't tell the time, I so I can only imagine. And I don't have access to a clock because I'm too poor. Never mind. The next email is from Mr. Joe M. It's genuinely heart-wrenching. Carry on. Okay. Uh, Joe M. says, Having been a big Finnish listener for eight years, I have seen many re- exciting releases over that time. From Charlie Pollard and the Sixth Doctor to the Eighth Doctor and Lucy Miller going to weekly downloads in 2009... I don't know what that means. Oh, we no, we, we had we did uh, a Lucy Miller series that we did as weekly downloads. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I couldn't And it broke the site every week. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't afford that either, so I no. wouldn't know, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, and then for the fifth Doctor, Nissan, Tiger and Turlo being reunited in 20 years, apparently. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were reunited after 20 years. Yes. I thought you said reunited in 20 years. Like, oh, another trilogy in yeah. 20. Okay, no. Well, you never fine. know, do you? You never know. It could happen, could happen. Um, to the earth shattering ending to the Eight Doctor Adventures. From the arrival of Tom Baker Big Finish and the 50th anniversary celebrations and the 15th anniversary release of The World's Doctor Who, uh, Big Finish has loads and loads of exciting announcements. However, the news that, son, that Sir John Hurt has joined the Big Finish family was beyond amazing, and only the Monstrous was possibly my most highly anticipated release for some time. And having listened to it and its follow-up, Infernal Devices, I have to say massive congratulations. You have taken a Doctor Who to some simply seem like a Christopher Eccleston stand-in and have given him the beginning of an era to be proud of. The final line of The Heart of the Battle uh, will be up there with lines like The Suffering, It's Marched End and Great Men are Forged in Fire. And the stories really bring the time to life and feel like the Doctor Who movies we've never had. However, oh, yes. I was a little upset, upset to discover that upon finishing The Neverwhen, I discovered no suite of music. I love Howard Carter's score for the box set, and the music suite of Only the Monstrous has probably been played more times than is healthy. I would like to ask if there's any chance this could be released as a downloadable extra for Big Finish customers. I think it would be an excellent chance to give more exposure for the brilliant musicians that work away tirelessly to bring the stories to life. Just a request from a customer who is always trying to highlight the work on the of the composers. So there was a suite of music on only the monstrous, but not yes, on infernal devices. Not on infernal devices. The, the episode's too long. Or I something. think that's probably what it is. Normally, we yeah, have the suites. I was going to say, yeah. tell the CD, which is here. It's because I didn't write it. The episodes were too long. Damn so. it, Nick! <laughs> Why can't you write shorter and shorter plays? I do write short plays. <laughs> Jolly good. And what I'm saying is, Matt Fitton wrote a very long one. <laughs> he did yeah, on really... Do- John Dorney's back. <laughs> Poor John Dorney's back. He's, He's got onto his writing, legs now. writing all over him. Oh, um, well, yeah, we should look into that, Joe. We should. I yeah. mean, maybe uh, you know, I don't know. It should be available as uh, as bonus material. We should be able to release. find it somewhere because I mean, how was so much how... lovely music as yeah. well? I mean, he was he done Unit Churchill Tenth Doctor Adventures. Isn't Just it? loads it's all of fantastic. Stuff. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Yes, and, you know, I can't see any reason why not. No. Well, well, that'll be my job tomorrow then. So. Yeah, it will be. So, yeah, write that yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, all right. No worries. Okay. And our final email today is from Ethan. He says, Hi, my name is Ethan. Hi, I'm Ethan. Hi, Ethan. And I have a few questions for the podcast. Okay. This is this is the arena in which to do it. Oh, absolutely. So first, You've however, sent it to the right address, Ethan. He's done all right. He's got, he's got through the barrier so far of okay, getting yes. to my inbox. Oh, this is, says, right, I can't uh, wait for this. Like to, you better not let us down, Ethan. Well, we'll give it a go. <laughs> Don't think I'm too much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is going to be the best question ever. All right. I'll be we, so upset if it isn't. Here we go. Would you guys... <laughs> yeah. Ever like to do some Martha and Mickey audios? As I think uh, the Doctor playing matchmaker between the two companions would have been a twist most people did not see coming. I think it would work so beautifully. Yeah, I'd love to. I don't think uh, I don't think Freeman wants to play Martha again no. for a while. So, what can we say? It'd be lovely. I don't, and I don't know. I haven't asked Noel about it actually. I haven't seen him for ages. We don't. We, we used to do quite a lot of lunches, mm. but we're both a bit busy and can't yeah, find the time. Well, we just had this new movie time. announced, isn't he? Actually, exactly. Which yeah. be exciting. So, um, next up, are there future plans for Jagon Lightfoot after Volume Twelve? Oh, I expect so. <laughs> we can probably say yes. I have to say, you probably never ever have to worry about. Yeah, I refer you to Jason Haig Ellery's comments about that uh, a couple of podcasts ago, where mm. he just makes David Richardson suffer <laughs> and then says yes Excellent. before giving permission. 
Okay, Jolly next good. question. Now, that was the two questions. That's, that's but it, he would Ethan. like to say, oh, yes. finally, I would like to say, even though I was not aware of Big Finish when Paul Sprague was around, I would like to say that the recent Sprague-tastic moments have made me realise how amazing he was. And because of that, I would like to send my best wishes to his family for whenever they need it. Best wishes and have a merry insert holiday here. So it's May a day. holiday. It's a Oh, well, that's a lovely thought, Ethan. Yes. Oh, we do. We would love you to send in some more spragtastic moments, folks. Anyway, right. Thank you. That's the end no, of the. the oh, actually, the no, there was oh, one more, wasn't oh, it? Oh, there was on the post it note. So, this yes. is from Andrew McFetters. Or Felters, sorry if I pronounced it wrong. Not because he spelt it wrong, because my handwriting is so it, atrocious. You scribbled this one down. And he liked to say, The third Doctor has never encountered the Cybermen. Any chance he will on audio? Uh, well, yes, uh, he encounters them in the Bluetooth, the he Companion does. Chronicle. He does, indeed. Uh, the Liz Shaw one. Um, I don't see why not. We ought to look into that. There's no reason why not. We, sh- we should do it. So um, tomorrow, my other job is to go and kidnap the Cybermen. So yes, that'll be right. great. And Tim Trudeau. He did, he did, of course, encounter them in um, The Five Doctors. Did he Did he actually... Yeah, he yeah. ran away from them when they, yeah, that and he let the rest as, them... Yeah, yeah, that counts as an encounter. He saw them. And, that's, well, yeah. I suppose. What do you expect him to do? Have a party with them? That's he what you have, have to a do. Go. He could have done run away from the monsters. The fighting doctor, he could have got involved. And could had a you bit of a fight. not drag that over I'll the table? Not to, yes. Well, there we go then. So go and watch The Five Doctors, basically. Yes, but yeah, we'll, we'll look into that. Mm. I think we should do that at some point. Yeah, no plans at the moment, but there you go. Okay, that's the the end of the listeners' emails. Thanks for sending them in. And if you uh, want to ask us absolutely anything or make a comment or anything you like, really, you know, just go crazy. Go mad, as Dirk Mag says to me at the end of all his mm. emails. He's a a radio and audio producer go mad he says I don't know what that means but anyway go mad podcast at bigfinish.com now it's time for our star interview you had uh, a couple of previews of it earlier on because I couldn't contain myself and we rejoin uh, comedian and broadcaster and actor Frank Skinner now I went through all the Colin Baker um, lost episodes and uh I'd, yeah, I've been doing some old Tom Bakers, just or some new Tom Bakers, I suppose. And uh, I just I like it. One of the things I've always loved about Doctor Who is that um, the television company cannot stop it. So if they said there's going to be no Doctor Who till Christmas, not in my house. <laughs> so yeah, I listen to that a lot. I still watch, you know, classic Who in the early hours and stuff like that. I still I just. Um, recently read um doctor who and the daleks the target novelization the the original one yeah yeah i'd love to do an audio adaptation of that because it's quite different from the actual tv thing yeah i think it's i like this idea of getting people who sound like the doctors to do the doctors because it's very important with with doctor who that um mortality is irrelevant that's at the very core of the show after all so um yeah, I like the idea of like Fraser Hines doing Patrick Troughton and all that sort of thing. I think there should be more of it. That's quite. There's been quite a change actually, because there was a point years ago when we sort of floated the idea, and everyone seemed to be against it. I, I wonder what's changed. Why people think it's acceptable now? Because they do. I think you're right. Yeah, it's tricky. I mean. I, when I listen to a big finish, I like the fact that there's somebody from the original story in there somewhere. It does give it an authenticity. It gives it, you know, kudos. And I still, if you're going to do um, Troughton and Hart and all and Pertwee, 
I'd still want some of the original cast if they're around, if at all possible. But I'm, you know, if I live to be a hundred, I'm happy for my son to be listening to an all impersonated uh, first, second, third, fourth Doctor series. That'd be fine. And um, what in particular is uh, tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment? Anything that you particularly like? Well, I don't know whether I'm up to date or not because I tend to get. Um, the bundles i've actually I, I go into subscription land in september but in the meantime i'm 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 going quite randomly i just listened to um lala ward doing um the babble sphere which i thought was really one of my favorite big finish stories ever because i thought when i realized it was a sort of a twitter parody i thought oh this is i, I sort of know how this is going to go but I thought it was brilliantly well done, and I, I really properly enjoyed it. The doctor sniffed the air and pulled a face. <laughs> Traces of polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. Someone's overdone the Sunday roast. Romana nudged the doctor, indicating the oddly dressed corpse on the floor a short distance away. Um, doctor, reminds me of the time I did the catering for Alfred the Great. The doctor fell silent as he noticed the corpse. He dashed over to it, crouching to examine the scorch marks around the man's ears. Polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. Burned flesh. Do not move. If you move, you will be shot. So why have they locked you up, if you don't mind me asking? I've been found guilty of clandestination. Clandestination? The crime of having private thoughts. I don't understand. Surely everybody's thoughts are private. We're not here, they're not. Not since the Babel Network started. The Babel Network? What attracts you to particular Big Finish things? Is it the Doctors, or have you started to notice the names of the writers? No, I've never been, been very big on the writers. I know that's a terrible thing to say, but um, I find uh, when people talk about... This is why I, you know, I think I'm a bad fan, when people talk about episodes and who wrote it. Unless it's someone like Moffat or someone like that, I often don't know who wrote what episode. So um, I'm I'm pretty poor on that. No, it's 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 mainly the um, the picture of a, a doctor or a companion that I um, recognise. I also like the idea of the lost story things that um, it would have happened. It would have been on the telly. So that gives it, a, 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 I suppose, some some credit. Have you ever ventured beyond Doctor Who in Big Finish? You know what? I never have, and I know. Um, Again, that makes me a bad big finish man. <laughs> um, ones that have tempted me, because I, um, I really love The Prisoner and The Avengers, for example, when they were TV shows. Um, but I, this is the same with me with so many things. I, I will get in at night and think, oh, I'll watch that thing I recorded. And then I think, but you know what? I, I could be watching an episode of um, oh, the, the Pirate Planet. I might as well do that. <laughs> and in the end, you don't know anything else or listen to anything else. But no, I, I can tell the way you're looking at me accusingly. I should branch <laughs> out into other, into other uh, stories. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to sort of emotionally blackmail you into into, you know, the prisoner at least. No, it's lovely because I know that for Big Finish, Doctor Who is the main auditorium, mm. and um, and the other stories are the experimental studio theatre that gets about fifty people. But <laughs> um, I, I will one day but it, what you'd have to do is just stop bringing out Doctor Who for a bit and then I think well now I'll try some of the other stories but you're not going to do that Nick let's face it no no it is true that Doctor Who uh, is our mainstay 
with the old Doctor Who, do you have any uh, particular, I don't know, favourite seasons or stories or you know ones you good old ones you go back to I mean like I I will always go back and watch the Ark in Space or the Silurians or something mm. like that I feel <coughs> they make me feel at home <laughs> yeah so. yeah I know what you mean but I, it does change from day to day I, I, it's like when people say who's your favorite doctor yeah. uh, sometimes I'm in the mood for Colin and sometimes I'm in the mood for Tom and uh, and so the favourites move about a bit. And, and also, when I find myself talking about the favourites, it's often the ones that everyone else likes. Although I like the, t- the twin dilemma, which is, um, which is a fairly avant-garde choice. That is, isn't it? Yeah. That's right. But, nice. I, but I do like, you know, Genesis of the Daleks and Talons of Wang Chang and all that sort of stuff that you'd expect people to say. Mommy on the Orient Express, obviously, would be That's up a, there. a classic. <laughs> totally. There was a brilliant character in that. No, I can't remember. <coughs> no, and 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 listen, I think is uh, is really deep. That's worth watching a few times because t- that to me almost transcends New Who or Classic Who. It seems to be at the very core of what Doctor Who is about. That episode. What about outside of Doctor Who generally? What's um, uh, tingling your molecules? Uh, uh, in general entertainment you know series on tv or the radio or the theater whatever well i very recently um and i mean very recently watched broadchurch right <laughs> um so uh i've been saying to people that broadchurch is very good isn't it and they say wait is it back um and i often do that but you see even that again i have to confess i don't know if i would have watched that if chris chibnall hadn't been announced as the new showrunner <laughs> I just wanted to work out whether he's any good or not. He's good, isn't he? He's good. And, uh, of course, I do like also that there's a bit of slightly scratchy footage of him moaning about the series in the 1980s when he was a young man. (laughs) So he seems to have all the qualifications to be be in that chair. Yeah. He's a very nice chap. Good. Yeah. He lives just around the road from me. Yeah. Okay. What are you going to listen to next from Big Finish, do you think? Um, I'm in the midst of one. I mean, I'm not very good on the titles, I'll be honest with you. But this, it, it's it's um, it's Mary Tam and Tom Baker, the one I'm listening to. I'll be, when I get on the train, I'll be finishing this off. <laughs> and it's, uh, oh God, if I tell you the story, yeah, do you I'll think know, you, yeah, yeah, you'll on. know what it is? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test you on that. So, um, can I actually remember? I don't want to get mixed. I just, I just did the auntie matter. I don't want to get the two mixed up. Yeah. That one, uh, that one was recommended to me. The one I'm dealing with is, oh God, I don't know if I can even remember the story, Nick. I listened to so many of them that they're all mixed into one another, but it's very good anyway. I was just vainly hoping it might be one of mine. It could, it could <laughs> <I> be. <laughs> As you know, I don't take any notes of who wrote it. <laughs> I just, no, that's I just for me, remember not for the you. Plot now. What's going on? It's not about... Um, it was recommended, actually, as one. I, I, I looked at a where to start with the fourth Doctor. Oh, right. Yes. And uh, it, was, it was one of the ones recommended on that. Okay, well, I'm... <laughs> this is great. This is great broadcasting. <laughs> this this is, you've heard the podcast. Yeah, you? exactly. this, this is about the standard yeah, this is, that's This required. is gold. <laughs> this is, is yeah. podcast yeah. gold. <laughs> yeah, there's no... No I've had a slight mental blank on it. I was a bit worried. I was only listening to it this morning, but hey, well, that's it, life. It'll 
come back to you oh. later. It was, I, I mentioned to you earlier that um, when uh, we uh, met, which was doing the five Five-ish doctors, five-ish yeah. doctors you mentioned something to me about how annoying it was trying to get Big Finish onto your mobile device. Yes. And that, that you saying that has been brought up at several meetings by me and I think led to the app and we're getting a new really? app soon. Yeah, and you use the app. The I do one, use the app. Yeah. It's much, much better. I mean, I used to have to zip and download and reintroduce and all sorts of things. Did you actually do that yourself? No, my personal assistant did it for me. But <laughs> she took a hell of a time and it didn't always work. I mean, when I was actually So she in, must be really relieved about the app. Oh, then. God, she loves the app. Um, when I was in Dark Eyes 2, um, of course, I had to download that as, as soon as possible. And uh, I, it took about three days. What? Yeah, really. It was, uh, but that might be partly me. But now... It's as if a, a, a door has opened and the sunshine has, has come in, which I'm, I'm extremely pleased about. Well, it's going to get even better. It will be. It will be slightly annoying, I think, when the new app comes in, because I think it will just take everything away from your old version. But it, it is a much better version, easier to search, easier to download. This is a commercial. Yes. Thing. No, but that's important to me. And... Uh, you know, I just want to sit on the bus and go ping and then listen to it. I, 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 I don't want to be zipping if no. I can possibly avoid it. No. And you, but you do get them, you do buy them on a computer, though. Yeah, I'd say, but I'd say I get bundles. I mean, even the no. subscription I've got started in September was a sort of one of those 48-hour bargain thing. I mean, you know, I've got money. <laughs> but um, So do you keep an eye on the Big Finish site for bargains? Then, oh, yeah, totally. Like, yeah, all the time. Well, I have Who News, which is that, you know, that app that gives you all, everything that's on the Internet, more or less. I, no, I didn't I, know I would that. absolutely recommend Who News. So anything interesting about Doctor Who, and sometimes not that interesting, just comes up as an alert on my phone. Oh my if God. I looked at my phone now, yeah. it might, I might be on airplane. So I'll take it off airplane mode, and, and I'll show you. Uh, this is a moment now where I am taking my phone off airplane mode. Always slightly bitter in that it's called airplane mode, whereas we don't actually use the word airplane in this country. No, it's very irritating. Is this an Apple device? Um, this is um, an iPhone. Yeah, that's all right, because yeah, the new app is just for Apple. And then this is Who News. So, um, yeah. for example, Doctor Who Missy Tattoo Ceramic Mug for sale. Uh, uh, coming soon, Titan Comics, the ninth Doctor number one. This is this is the hot news and, arriving. And big finish stuff arrives on that as well, does it? Can you name the Doctor Who episode from just one picture of a Dalek? Now you would like yeah, that yeah. quiz. Yeah, yeah, I could do that as well. The, the Radio Times quizzes, I, I, I really like those. Have you done any of those? No. At all? They're pictorial quizzes, and they're stuff like that. Or they might be like a Doctor's last words, and you have to attribute it to the Doctor or things. That's really good fun. I sadly think that I could identify any Doctor Who episode from the 1970s. I thought you were going to say from your bank statement. <laughs> from the 1970s. Um, by just listening to about three seconds of incidental music. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Because well, I, I used to... Did you ever tape record it off the telly, audio-wise? I didn't, I but I tell you what I do now. I bought that um, 50th anniversary album of the soundtrack album, which has that, you know, starts with the original theme. It has that sort of... Uh, 
60s beat music that Susan dances to. Oh, I know. Yeah, and then goes right up to the current day. But, um, yeah, I again, that changes. Sometimes I I just want to hear, you know... um, you know the the ribos experiment or something like that. Ribos operation. Ribos operation. Yeah, and 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 just those <laughs> type moments. I'm happy with that. <laughs> I don't need the grand orchestral and Mori Gold stuff. But then sometimes I'm aching for some MG. Well, that's the good thing, isn't it? There's lots of variety. Um, without you would have done an interview today all about this recording, which we're not talking about here because it's top secret because it's not coming not coming out for years yes um what about the overall experience you've had two experiences of recording the big finish now you know um what are your feelings about it i felt we it descended into chaos this afternoon slightly yeah i like that though there is a there is a sense of um actors larking about also there was a bit of sense of sir has gone home now And after Tom had gone, I thought everyone got a bit skittish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he wasn't, you know, tremendous fun, because he, he was. But, yeah, um, yeah the, it, everyone did get a little bit um, stir-crazy. But I like that. I, I'm, I'm not a good enough actor to do that, because I'm so busy staring at my lines and trying to get them right. So I, I admire the fact that they can um, indulge in horseplay and then just do it perfectly yeah, you were very diligent and and quite quiet a lot of the time yeah I, I mean I was partly I was just in awe shock and awe um, but also um, you know I whenever I'm around actors like when I did um, Mommy on, on the Orient Express the sort of uh, the guest actors were also and obviously Capaldi was astonishing <laughs> and he's doing speeches like 18 inches from my face and I'm you know, he did one speech which didn't actually make the final cut when he talked um, basically about all these devils and demons. When it comes down to it, they're just gas and electronic phenomena and all that. And when he finished it and they said cut, I just clenched my fist together and went, Doctor Who! <laughs> you're, not the, you're not really supposed to do that when you're an actor. But today I was... Um, <laughs> I was so cool and undemonstrative with uh, with Tom Baker, which I was quite pleased about. He's good fun, isn't he? Yeah, he's brilliant, it, isn't he? He's really and then on it. We did a photo shoot, and it suddenly all came. <laughs> it just kind of bursted out of me, <laughs> and he was okay with it. Yeah, he's kind of used to it, I think. I think yes. He he said to me that it's 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 now moved up from adoration to worship. <laughs> There's quite a sort of legendary quality about him, isn't there? He's I mean, you know, I, I was extremely excited to um, to work with Paul McGannis. I'm, I'm not going to try and play it down, you know. I um, I find it incredibly exciting just to be around anyone who's who's been involved with the program. <laughs> I include yourself in this. Oh, thank you. Well, it's been lovely to have you here. Yeah, I've I've totally enjoyed it. I almost do it. How are you? <laughs> There we are. And uh, thanks to Frank for uh, chatting and also for posing for a rubbish selfie with me on a train on the way back from the studio. And we've what a used, glorious place to be. And we've used that if picture on this podcast. I was ever to studios that I could have a picture to, but I'm not, so never mind. That's all right. I sense a bit of bitterness there. Anyway, get on with your work. Okay, coming up now...
a randomly selected release oh, yeah. from the Big I Finish should've... Archive. I should have got and Joe jo is making the long walk of shame to the uh, <laughs> to Ooh. the. Oh, hello. You know what is on that shelf now? What's on the shelf? Wow, the Tenth Doctor Adventures. We've got those, have we? Yeah. Wow, this looks great. When's it released? May the 16th. May the 16th. Wow, that's, that's good. Shall I take one of these? Uh, I think we've only got one at the moment. I think it's like a test. Oh, oh, right, okay. Just uh, slip that into my bag. <clears throat> no one will notice. What have you come up with, Joe? I, yeah, I don't know where that uh, Tenth Doctor thing is. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm sticking by my original plan of trying to find something Eddie Robson did, but unfortunately we've... we've... Oh, let's just do this one. You write this. There you go. Oh! Mmm! Yes. Phobos in the, the first uh, Eighth Doctor and Lucy Miller series. Yeah, the interesting story about this one was that um, we uh, another writer was writing in this slot, mm-hmm. and it was one of those rare examples where things didn't go uh, too well with it. I won't mention the other writer because I don't think it's fair on him because he's a great writer. Um, and eventually, we just uh, and it, I'd only just I don't think I was even the executive producer for Big Finish then. I was just the producer of or exec producer of this range, and yeah. That was one of my first sad duties to um, get Eddie in to um, uh, kind of come up with something else to to go into this slot, uh, and it's a really fun story. And um, there's a there's a my, one of my favourite bits in it is a, such a clever bit of action writing when Lucy's sort of uh, they're skiing down a slope and there's a robot and she lassoes it or something mm, and I think yeah, she yeah. says something like yeah rodeo style or absolutely. something like that yeah, you know yeah, and I just and I remember thinking that takes an incredible actor to be able to sell something like that and make it sound brilliant and and she just sounded like she was in the situation and it was really lovely to work with Timothy West and Neris Hughes mm. uh, Timothy West I don't know whether it was during this production but I went into the green room one day and he, and in those days we used to have a little bowl with lots of chocolates in i i had it banned because we just, just have donuts too, and cake yeah I? yeah but that's true we have no, a bit i don't of that. get to have but never mind yeah <laughs> stop it um and uh, we'll we'll save some for you uh and timothy west didn't know i was in the room and he was just hovering over this uh, bowl and he was talking to himself and he was thinking um shall i have a, a club biscuit I don't know shall I yes yes I think I'll have a club biscuit <laughs> you just told, I have told him about that since yeah, so he was lovely and there's a food related story about Neris Hughes she was fantastic to have along and then I bumped into her a couple of times when I went to record audio books for audio go what they used to do all the actors used to be in their little sort of booths with the producer the other side of the glass but it was like lots of little rabbit hutches and then come uh, mealtime we'd all come out and meet in the kitchen and we would have ordered our food in advance from some foodery somewhere and it would arrive and we'd sit there 
and eat our sandwich and have uh, fizzy water or whatever. And I remember just she just launched into this thing in front of all the producers. She said, oh, this food is just, it's so tasteless, isn't it? It just doesn't taste of anything. It's all, you know, at Big Finish, the food is it's lovely, isn't it, Nick? It's lovely at Big Finish. But this is just rubbish. It's awful. And I was thinking, yeah, don't be so rude to these people. <laughs> she was absolutely right. It was awful food. I can say that now because audio go aren't there. And it's not that they didn't care about us. I mean, I, I, I don't know. And I, actually, it wasn't that awful. I mean, no, I think she overdid it, really. I think the thing is, and this is, this is absolutely true, to the point where um, uh, certain other studios I've been to recording, and most of them do really, really lovely spreads of food. Yeah. But Toby's at the moment is unbeatable. Yes, exceptional. And I know we, we <laughs> it really is the greatest food you've ever had. And there's so much of it. Yes. So nothing can compare, you know, no, and that, no. that's ultimately once what they've, becomes. Once they've had a Toby meal, everything yeah. else pales into insignificance. I mean, you, you can't cook a meal like it. You're, any, any husbands or wives will never be able to cook as well as that and you'll be eternally no. disappointed. That's right. I mean, basically, it's the end of your relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It really is. Anyway, well. I suppose we ought to have the trailer for we Phobos. We absolutely should. In the door closing. Where are we anyway? Phobos. Martian Lunar Park. Airwalk depressurizing. Phobos is Greek for fear. They didn't know how right they were when they called it that. Depressurization complete. Why did you think Lucy was a monster? What monsters? Outer door opening. Oh, is that Mars up there? Pretty, isn't it? Oh, pretty isn't the word. A senseless, vicious attack and not something a human could have done. I told you. Oh, God. More monsters. I've seen them. We get them everywhere we go. Strange animal things. Didn't they see us coming? Maybe I'm just good at finding them. They come from the wormhole. How far down does it go? No one knows. Yeah, nobody's ever hit the bottom. They're getting closer every day. Good to go. Up, up, and away! Phobos. There it was. I, I must say, it does bring back lots of memories for me because yeah. it's a real. I mean, there are always exciting times at Big Finish, and we continue to have exciting times now. But that was particularly exciting for me, starting out in the producer role for a Doctor Who range then. Mm. And uh, Barnaby Edwards and Alan Barnes and I worked really hard on on getting that series into shape. Great, great times, and you know the whole thing about Paul and Sheridan working together and and us realizing although we kind of knew from the auditions that with Sheridan Smith we had someone really special working with us so that was brilliant fantastic that was a good choice well done yeah, Joe go me. <laughs> that was completely random and you had all those stories just doing your head that was fantastic there you, are. you show me any big finish release and I'll have we'll stories in my head I'm going to yeah. find something very obscure next yeah. time I promise you even if I've got if, nothing to say I'll have a creative way of saying it if anybody has an idea it. of something really obscure to challenge him with we'll yeah. give it a go you know email us in and let us know oh, see if yes. we can trick him Time to uh, talk about the latest releases, Joe. We certainly can. So this coming week, uh, at the moment in time, as we are recording quite far in advance, there's only one release, but it is a doozy. Ooh. It is fantastic. It is. I don't know that range, the doozy. The doozy as well. They're a bit like the flumps, but better. And, you know, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I just spit my water everywhere. Yeah, Carry on. Very good. Uh, and the, the release is Torchwood Ghost Mission. Wow. Wow. Uh, this being written by range producer James Goss, and it stars Tom Price as Star Sergeant Andy Davis, and Samuel Barnett as 1950s torture member Norton Folgate. We did hear the trailer for it in an earlier podcast, but why Let's not? Why not why just not? slap it in there again? Good morning. Mind if I join you? What? Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Torchwood. 
ghost mission. Sergeant Davidson. Andy, please. My friends call me Andy. I'm Norton Folgate, Torchwood Assessor. Here's my card. Torchwood has business cards. They did in my day. I've been appointed to see if you're ready to join the new Torchwood. What? Gwen has finally decided to let me in. (laughs) This is a day all about you. I've been sent here to assess you. I've come all the way from 1953, so you may have to fill in a few gaps. 1953? Well, that's just how we do it sometimes. Guarantees impartiality. Also, it means I can't interfere. I'm... well... Oh my God, you're a ghost! (sighs) 2016, yes? You have holograms and nano-printers, don't you? Yeah, And a ghost, he says. Open mind, Sergeant. Now then, ready? Uh, Oh, actually, I quite fancy the loo. Can I just... Tough. Test due to start in... Ooh, now. Big finish. We love stories. Sergeant Andy Davidson... We are on. There we are. And that's the, that is the latest release this week. Well, uh, time now to tell you about next week's podcast and our plan. You know, we're living on the edge here. Our plan is to have uh, Big Finish cover designer Tom Webster in for an interview. But he doesn't know that yet. No. And indeed, if I don't remember to email him, he might find out from this podcast. To the point where I could just email and say, Tom, listen to the next podcast and be free on Thursday and see what he says. That'd be hilarious. And he, I'm looking forward to it if it happens because he's uh, he's part of the comedy team, isn't he? Absolutely, so, yeah. So he's hopefully he'll make called, us laugh. He should do. He absolutely What's should do. What's it called? I don't know. I, was I, hoping, you... I, know, I suddenly realised I didn't know what it was called. But there you go. And they're see. called the... Comedy people. Let's tell you what, tell you what, as a favour to him and as a bribe, let's load it up on his phone when his next performance is and we can tell you what to go and watch it while we make idle small talk to pad out the rest of this podcast because there wasn't any more releases. Oh, it's called the RH Experience. The RH. The RH Experience. And in fact, they have their own podcast now available on iTunes. So why not check that out? The RH Experience. I wonder what RH stands for. Hopefully uh, it's nothing rude. He can reveal it on the next Big Finish podcast. Amazing. Well... So there you have it. Uh, thank you. That was uh, Joe's head falling off. And Joe, if you could just put your head back on, and it's probably just time to say goodbye. I think it is time to say goodbye. 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 Although, oh. any any second now, uh, you'll be hearing the fifth instalment of Sherlock Holmes' Hound of the Baskervilles. The story so far. Henry Baskerville's uncle, Charles, has died in mysterious circumstances at Baskerville Hall on Dartmoor. Some say he was killed by a spectral hound which has haunted the Baskerville family for generations. Sherlock Holmes asks Dr. Watson to accompany Henry Baskerville to Dartmoor and to protect him. Once in Baskerville Hall, Watson begins to suspect the servant, Barrymore, is somehow connected to the death of Henry Baskerville. I prayed, as I walked back along the grey, lonely road, that my friend, Mr. Sherlock Holmes, might soon be freed from his preoccupations and able to come down to take this heavy burden of responsibility from my shoulders. Suddenly, my thoughts were interrupted by the sound of running feet behind me and by a voice which called me by name. Dr. Watson! Dr. Watson! I turned, expecting to see Dr. Mortimer, but to my surprise, it was a stranger. He was a small, slim, clean-shaven, prim-faced man, 
flaxen-haired and ling-jawed, between thirty and forty years of age, dressed in a grey suit and wearing a straw hat. A tin box for botanical specimens hung over his shoulder, and he carried a green butterfly net in one of his hands. You will, I am sure, excuse my presumption, Dr. Watson. Here on the moor, we are a homely folk, and do not wait for formal introductions. You may possibly have heard my name from our mutual friend, Mortimer. I am Stapleton, of Mary Pitt House. Your net and box would have told me as much, for I knew that Mr. Stapleton was a naturalist. But how did you know me? I have been calling on Mortimer in Grimpen, and he pointed you out to me from the window of his surgery as you passed. As our road lay the same way, I thought I would overtake you and introduce myself. I trust that Sir Henry is none the worse for his journey. He is very well, thank you. We were all rather afraid that after the sad death of Sir Charles, the new baronet might refuse to live here. It is asking much of a wealthy man to come down and bury himself in a place of this kind. Sir Henry has, I suppose, no superstitious fears in the matter. I do not think that it is likely. Of course, you know the legend of the fiend's dog that haunts the family. I have heard it. It is extraordinary how credulous the peasants are about here. Any number of them are ready to swear that they have seen such a creature upon the moor. The story took a great hold upon the imagination of Sir Charles, and I have no doubt that it led to his tragic end. But how? His nerves were so worked up that the appearance of any dog might have had a fatal effect upon his diseased heart. I fancy that he really did see something of the kind upon that last night in the yew alley. I feared that some disaster might occur, for I was very fond of the old man, and I knew that his heart was weak. You think, then, that some dog pursued Sir Charles, and that he died of fright in consequence? Have you any better explanation? I have not come to any conclusion. Has Mr. Sherlock Holmes? The words took away my breath for an instant, but a glance at the placid face and steadfast eyes of my companion showed that no surprise was intended. <laughs> it is useless for us to pretend that we do not know you, Dr. Watson. When Mortimer told me your name, he could not deny your identity. If you are here, then it follows that Mr. Sherlock Holmes is interesting himself in the matter, and I am curious to know what view he may take. I am afraid that I cannot answer that question. May I ask if he is going to honour us with a visit himself? He cannot leave town at present. He has other cases which engage his attention. What a pity. He might throw some light on that which is so dark to us. But, as to your own researches, if there is any possible way in which I can be of service to you, I trust that you will command me. If I had any indication of the nature of your suspicions, or how you propose to investigate the case, I might perhaps even now give you some aid or advice. Oh, I assure you that I am simply here upon a visit to my friend, Sir Henry, and that I need no help of any kind. <laughs> Excellent. You are perfectly right to be wary and discreet. I am justly reproved for what I feel was an unjustifiable intrusion, and I promise you that I will not mention the matter again. We had come to a point where a narrow grassy path struck off from the road and wound away across the moor. A steep, boulder-sprinkled hill lay upon the right, which had in bygone days been cut into a granite quarry. From over a distant rise there floated a plume of smoke. A moderate walk along this moor path brings us to Merripit House. Perhaps you will spare an hour, that I may have the pleasure of introducing you to my sister. My first thought was that I should be by Sir Henry's side. But Holmes had expressly said that I should study the neighbours upon the moor. I accepted Stapleton's invitation, and we turned together down the path. It is a wonderful place, the moor. 
You cannot think the wonderful secrets it contains. It is so vast, and so barren, and so mysterious. You know it well, then. I have been here only two years. The residents would call me a newcomer. We came shortly after Sir Charles settled. But my tastes led me to explore every part of the country round. And I should think that there are few men who know it better than I do. Is it hard to know? Very hard. You see, for example, this great plain to the north here, with the queer hills breaking out of it. Do you observe anything remarkable about that? It would be a rare place for a gallop. You would naturally think so. And the thought has cost folk their lives before now. You notice those bright green spots scattered thickly over it. That is the great Grimpen Mire. One false step yonder means death to man or beast. Even as I looked at the plain, something brown was rolling and tossing among the green sedges. By George, it's a moor pony. The poor beast. Its long, agonized, writhing neck shot upward, and a dreadful cry echoed over the moor. It turned me cold with horror, but my companion's nerves seemed to be stronger than mine. It has sucked him down. He's gone. The mire has him. Even in dry seasons, it is a danger to cross it. But after these autumn rains, it is an awful place, the great Grimpen Mire. And yet, I can find my way to the very heart of it and return alive. And you say you can penetrate it? Yes, there are one or two paths which a very active man can take. I have found them out. But why should you wish to go into so horrible a place? Well, you see the hills beyond. They are really islands, cut off on all sides by the impassable mire, which has crawled round them in the course of years. That is where the rare plants and the butterflies are, if you have the wit to reach them. Oh, perhaps I shall try my luck someday. For God's sake, put such an idea out of your mind. Your blood would be upon my head. I assure you that there would not be the least chance of your coming back alive. It is only by remembering certain complex landmarks that I am able to do it. What is that? Queer place, the moor. The peasants say it is the hound of the Baskervilles calling for its prey. I've heard it once or twice before, but never quite so loud. What do you think is the cause of so strange a sound? Bogs make queer noises sometimes. It's the mud settling, or the water rising, or something. No, no. That was a living voice. Well, perhaps it was. Did you ever hear a bittern booming? No. It's a very rare bird, practically extinct in England now, but all things are possible upon the moor. Yes, I should not be surprised to learn that what we have heard is the cry of the last of the bitterns. <laughs> it's the weirdest, strangest thing that ever I heard in my life. Yes, it's rather an uncanny place altogether. Look at the hillside yonder. What do you make of those? The whole steep slope was covered with grey circular rings of stone. A score of them at least. What are they? Sheep pens? No, they are the homes of our worthy ancestors. Prehistoric man lived thickly on the moor. And as no one in particular has lived there since, we find all his little arrangements exactly as he left them. Hmm, but it is quite a town. Neolithic man grazed his cattle on these slopes, and he learned to dig for tin when the bronze sword began to supersede the stone axe. 
Look at the great trench in the opposite hill. That is his mark. Yes. You will find some very singular points about the moor, Dr. Watson. Oh, uh, uh, excuse me an instant. It is surely a Cyclopides! A small fly or moth had fluttered across our path, and in an instant Stapleton was rushing with extraordinary energy and speed in pursuit of it. I was standing watching his pursuit with a mixture of admiration for his extraordinary activity and fear lest he should lose his footing in the treacherous mire when I heard the sound of steps and, turning round, found a woman near me upon the path. She had come from the direction in which the plume of smoke indicated the position of Merripit House, but the dip of the moor had hid her until she was quite close. I could not doubt that this was the Miss Stapleton of whom I had been told, since ladies of any sort must be few upon the moor, and I remembered that I had heard someone describe her as being a beauty. The woman who approached me was certainly that, and of a most uncommon type. There could not have been a greater contrast between brother and sister, for Stapleton was neutral-tinted, with light hair and grey eyes, while she was darker than any brunette whom I have seen in England. Slim, elegant, and tall. She had a proud, finely cut face, so regular that it might have seemed impassive, were it not for the sensitive mouth and the beautiful, dark, eager eyes. With her perfect figure and elegant dress, she was, indeed, a strange apparition upon a lonely moorland path. Her eyes were on her brother as I turned, and then she quickened her pace towards me. I had raised my hat, and was about to make some explanatory remark, when her own words turned all my thoughts into a new channel. She spoke in a low, eager voice, with a curious lisp in her utterance. Go back! Go straight back to London, instantly! For God's sake, do what I ask you! Go back and never set foot upon the moor again! Currently listening to is um, is it said the justice of Jack Jacksar? Yes, it's the one when the pugilist is going round London, sort of uh, jumping on villains and wreaking vengeance. Oh yeah, yeah. Jago yeah. and, and Lightfoot and all that. Yeah, I can't remember whether I directed it or not. I do. I rem I have directed Jago and Lightfoot with Tom. But maybe that's another. It's not awful. I, I can't, can't believe that you're now. So, I am so excited. You're so blasé. You don't I, even know. I'm, I'm now showing either. Nick the actual <laughs> cover of it, and it still is not ringing any bells. I don't. Yeah. You recognise the bloke with the curly hair and the staring eyes, don't? Ah, oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, oh okay. Well, I um, no, I don't think I, I directed one later on with with um, another companion with uh, Jago and Lightfoot. I don't know whether that one's even out yet. Well, this was um, recommended. See, I, live in, I live in the future where I, I don't, you know what I mean? I've done all these things, like with the Tom stuff. Where several, this is the one we did today. It's several years in advance. Mm. Yes, well, I appreciate that you live in the future. And I live in Victorian England. 
<laughs> at, at the moment. Yeah. Uh, in fact, with the previous one as well, because I did the auntie matter, the one before. This was not Victorian, but sort of Edwardian. Yeah, I think so, PG yeah. Woodhousey yeah, type yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a wondrous world. Thank. Can I just say thank you, Nick, that f for the fact that Big Finish exists. Well, I'm, I'm grateful to Big Finish too. No, I'm sure you are, but you're obviously completely mercenary. But I'm talking about love now. <laughs> Not gain. <laughs> it's love for me. It really I'm sure is. it must it be. It really is. Yeah. And some gain. Oh, well, thank you. With me, it's love and some loss. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. And thank you. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much. <laughs>